Welcome to No Red Pen, the podcast that helps teachers make the most of digital technology in the classroom. My name is Tom Mullaney. This episode, I do these when the spirit moves me, obviously, but this episode will be February Fonts Fun. So we're talking all things fonts and specifically in Google Workspace. So if you use Google Workspace, you're going to learn a lot about your options for fonts. Let's go. So I started thinking about this topic because I was working with one of my digital escape rooms. Uh, this one is the Shirley Chisholm uh, escape room, unbought, unbossed, and unlocked. It is about Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman to run for president. She ran in 1972. And I have this Google site where, you know, you try to find the codes, you enter them into a Google form, and you get unlocked, right? Great. I'm looking at the website, and Shirley Chisholm ran for president in 1972. And just nothing about the design of this site was screaming early 70s, late 60s, early 70s to me, nothing whatsoever. And so I just went and I played with one thing, just where it said Shirley Chisholm in big letters at the very top of the site. And I changed that font and instantly, it felt way more early 70s to me. And I think about immersive learning experiences and being a history teacher as I was back in the day and really immersing your students and getting your students in an era, a time frame, and fonts uh, of the digital products that we create are so integral to that. Now, I will start you off by just sharing a resource. And this one is not about history or vintage fonts. It's actually about seasonal fonts. So on the TCEA website, uh, Peggy Reamers wrote a blog post called Seasonal Fonts for Google Workspace. And she has listed a number. So if you want autumn fonts, and autumn comes in, you know, Halloween, you want some winter fonts, ooh, uh, spring or summer fonts, uh, she's listed a bunch there. I will link that blog post in the show notes. So that'll get you started as far as playing with some seasonal fonts. Now, when we talk about Google Workspace, as far as where can we customize the font, because I know in Google Classroom and in Google Forms and in Jamboard I, and in Google My Maps or Google Earth Projects, I cannot customize fonts. However, in Docs, in Drawings, Sheets, Slides, and Google Sites, I can add Google Fonts. Now, where do I find all the Google Fonts that are available to me? They live, big surprise on this URL, fonts.google.com. I always tell people, whatever it is, if Google came out with pens, they would live at pens.google.com. That's just how Google does their website URLs. So fonts.google.com. And there you're going to find so many things. Now, there is a search bar there, and you can type any sentence in, in, that you want to make to see what it would look like across all the Google fonts, right? And so you can scroll. I did a lot of scrolling. I did a lot of research about historical fonts, specifically about vintage fonts, fonts that help teachers teach different eras. And so it's just a really nice website. It also lists icons. So think about all the icons you see in Google Workspace and otherwise apps, everything from the little buttons you click they are all there uh, as icons. Now you can't copy paste those, you can download them as zip files, but if you want them for whatever reason, especially if you're delivering professional development around this technology, that is all there. 
But the other thing I want you to all take a look at in Google Finds, if you teach any art classes, any design classes, any CTE classes, there's uh, knowledge. So fonts.google.com slash knowledge. Oh, there is so much good stuff here about introducing type, choosing type, using type, and about, you know, uh, there's, uh, let's see, variable fonts, web fonts, all this stuff. Why I care about typography. So for my art and CTE and design teachers, definitely take a look at fonts knowledge in Google Fonts. It actually dropped in December 2021, and I just caught it now two months later. But it is definitely worth your time to help students make real-world products and develop and uh, real-world skills for sure. All right, with that all out of the way, I decided to, oh, before I get into that, I wanna talk to you about my very, very favorite font in all of Google Workspace. It's also available in Canva, and that is Lexend. And Lexend is a family of fonts. It is not just one font. There are eight Lexend fonts. There's plain old Lexend, then Lexend Deca, Exa, See, Giga, Mega, Peta, Terra, and Zeta. I think I have all eight there. Now, what's the difference with all these fonts? And, and Lexend, so the difference is that there's differences in spacing and in flatness. Now, why do I like Lexend? Because it's been specifically designed to help readers with reading speed, fluency, all that good stuff. It was specifically designed for that purpose. It was researched for that purpose. And there's a great blog post, which I will link in the description about, it's called Clean and Clear, Making Reading Easier with Lexend. And the subhead is a key factor in reading problems might be hiding in plain sight, learning how changing fonts can change comprehension. So uh, Dr. Bonnie Shaver Troop, uh, I've connected with her on social media. She's kind of the, the designer behind this, not kind of, she is the designer behind Lexan Fonts. And her idea was, you know, we do all these reading interventions. What if the intervention was the font itself? And so, like I said, Lexan, Lexan Plain looks very regular. I use Lexan Deca as my kind of default go-to font. And it actually looks a little like the Google logo font. Uh, one big highlight of Lexend is that the letter A, so think about the letter A and how in print it always has that like little baseball cap. I don't know how else to describe it at the top. But we don't write the letter A that way. We write like a circle and a line. That's it. And you're an elementary teacher and you're trying to teach your students how to write the letter A. And in print, it always looks not like how you uh, write it. This is why Comic Sans is actually very popular with elementary teachers because that letter A is like the handwritten letter A. Well, Good news, Lexend fonts, the letter A is like the handwritten letter A, but it's just a very clear, clean, professional looking font. And like I said, it's been researched to help people read better. How cool is that? I also have a blog post that I'll link where I go into a lot of detail about uh, Lexend fonts. Like I said, they're my favorite font, they're my default. And even when I use a more decorative font or a historical font, I usually use that just for headings and titles and then stick to Lexend for paragraphs and body text and whatnot. So that's Lexend fonts. I highly, highly recommend. If you look at my website, I have a number of posts that touch on Lexend fonts. I am a big, big fan. Um, now, having established that, I went down a rabbit hole in Google fonts. Whew. I did so much research on historical fonts, vintage fonts, thinking from my, 
you know, former history teacher perspective, how can I use fonts to help immerse my students in the curriculum in what they're learning? And so, oh, wow, I went down a rabbit hole. I want to share some things with you about the different fonts. Now, first of all, if I'm in a Google Workspace app, and it's five apps specifically, Docs, Drawing, Sheets, Slides, Sites, all I need to do is click on any text. And then where you go to font, and you know, the default, what is the default? Arial. I, I've set my default to Lex and Deca, so I don't even see that now. Uh, and then you can see the fonts they already have, but to install and add another font, and install isn't even the right word because this is all web-based. This is all happening on the web. There's no downloading. But there's a more fonts button. And there you simply search for the name of the font. And of course, you can go to fonts.google.com to discover some new fonts that you might like. There are two fonts I do want to call out real quick <laughs> that are not in um, Google Workspace. And I have this in a blog post about Google fonts for every for any era. I will put that in the show notes as well. And they are Comic Sans and the Papyrus. Oh, my goodness. So Comic Sans, just real quick. Uh, I actually link in the blog post a podcast, um, Dribble Overtime podcast, where they talk, is Comic Sans really that bad? And who makes that decision and whatnot? But Comic Sans, over the years, as a basketball fan, when LeBron James first left Cleveland, the owner, Dan Gilbert, released a very angry letter uh, publicly attacking LeBron James, and he did so in Comic Sans. So that just kind of added to it and also kind of hurt the coolness of Comic Sans, if you will, or the reputation. And then Papyrus. Papyrus is the font that was used in the Avatar logo, and a great SNL sketch, which I've put in that blog post, uh, is basically about how they just went with Papyrus for this font? Anyway, so Papyrus. To me, Papyrus said there's a there's a um, cooperative grocery store in Wilmington North Carolina that I love Title Creek Co-op and a lot of their signage is in papyrus papyrus to me screams late 90s kind of tchotchke gift shop at the beach kind of anyway so all right with that let's talk about some different fonts that uh, I found that I really really like um, for the most part I would say, actually, uh, I typically believe for body text, use your Lexen fonts. However, I'm going to give you two that I think are an exception to that. One is Quattro Centro. Quattro Centro, when I think about teaching U.S. history and early U.S. history and old-fashioned, Quattro Centro is that. Ooh, wow. Quattro Centro has that kind of like really olden days kind of look. Um, but it really does render as a nice body text. It's kind of, re at least in my humble opinion, it feels very readable. The other one is Special Elite. Now, Google Fonts has a number of fonts that mimic typewriters. But Special Elite is like a typewriter that's like extra inky a little bit, if that makes sense. So anytime you're doing anything with your kids, it has to do with the 60s, the 70s, intrigue, drama, Go with Special Elite. I actually incorporated Special Elite into two of my digital escape rooms, the Cuban Missile Crisis digital escape room and the well, Watergate digital escape room. Because think about like spy uh, documents and, and secret documents. Special Elite, oh, chef's kiss, so, so good. Um, the other, let me call out a couple others real quick. Uh, 
Bungie Shade. So Bungie Shade, when I was talking about the Shirley Chisholm Digital Escape Room, I put, uh, I made the word Shirley Chisholm in Bungie Shade. Bungie Shade, think of any big marquee from the 60s, 70s, and that's Bungie Shade. There's another Bungie too, and I actually, I linked, there's a website um, that talks about Bungie and the origin of the Bungie fonts. Very, very good. But another one is Monoton, I think it's called. Oh, wow. Monoton is like neon marquee. All right. Uh, that is, oh, it's so, so good. So if you have a chance to use Monoton, I'd highly recommend. Now I'm going to bounce back in time. I've been talking about the 60s and 70s. Let me talk to you about Oldenburg. So think about silent films and think about those title cards that are, you know, that show text on the screen in a silent film. Oldenburg is that. So if you ever teach about silent films or you're teaching about the 1910s or early 20s, Oldenburg will do very, very uh, nice uh, for you. Let, uh, let's see, you know, there's so many good ones. I found a number for the 20s, including Joseph and Sands and Alata. Those are really good for the 20s. For the 30s, there's one called Fascinate. Really, really nice. And really, you see it and you're like, whoa, I'm transported back to the 30s. Uh, 1950s, I found I, on my list, I have seven. Uh, Atomic Age, Lifesavers, Sigma One, there's a lot. Uh, for the 80s and 90s, there's so many good ones. Uh, well, for the 90s, I found two, Anonymous Pro and Jura. Those are both kind of like very calm, very techy kind of 90s fonts. Um, if you want to ever do video games or old school video games, there's one called Press Start 2P. I kid you not, that's what it's called. And that really, really, that is a good one uh, for, uh, say, 70s and 80s uh, video games. I'll leave you with just three more fonts for two uh, applications. One you could definitely use in school, one you will definitely not. So if you want to ever teach your kids about U.S. currency or money, asset and notable, especially asset. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You see that and you say, where have I seen that before? And you just take a, any dollar bill out of your wallet, um, but notable as well. So asset and notable for anything having to do with money. And one last thing, if you are a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, check out the Paprika font. It is eerily similar to those Always Sunny title cards and credits. I wonder if it is Paprika. I don't know. But uh, take a look at those really, really nice fonts. What I want to leave you with is that fonts are a very, very easy way to just add a little color, a little um, immersiveness, whatever you might want to say, to the digital things, the, the docs, the slides, the sites that you create for your students. Well, what do you think? Hit me up on Twitter at Tom E. Mullaney and let me know. What did I miss? I have the blog post with all these historic vintage fonts uh, linked in the show notes. If you're looking for someone to work with your school or your conference about creating immersive digital products, I'm available, tommelaney.com slash consulting. You can hear old episodes at tommelaney.com slash podcast. Please rate and review, especially in iTunes or excuse me, in Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. I will see you the next time I have something awesome like this to share. Stay safe. Be well. Thanks so much for listening.